you can support Fulmer's Folly on Patreon. Warning, listener discretion advised. The following episode contains themes some listeners may find disturbing. Fulmer's Folly, Episode 8, Trust. Jack. There are moments that change you. Moments you find yourself altered forever from the person who woke up. Milestones like, like my first awkward kiss with Nicole Spring. Or those flashes of pure joy. The morning Sam burst into the bedroom waving a positive pregnancy test. The most beautiful smile of excitement on her face. Then there's the opposite. The moments that utterly shake you to your core. The image of the body crushed in the landing gear. The video of the moment he took her. The final voice from the Luna. Opening the bedroom door on Calypso. (laughs) Those moments you realize when you realize the sick, twisted, evil one human can inflict on a completely innocent person. around us is uneven, pitted with small rises and dips, bubbled with clumps of shrubs and rough grasses, the occasional gnarled bush. The dip we've flung ourselves into slopes over the broken cliff edge, probably where rainwater runs off. It gives us a premier view down into the infested bay. The broken hulk of the cruise ship, the wasting lining its deck, standing in the surf, all turned towards two sailboats tied up together in front of the scene. In the corner of my eye, I see Lena take a deep breath, then within a blink, raises her head to look along the cliffs. She flings her face into the dirt. Oh, scheiße! They're on the cliffs! It's Fulma. Shh! No! It's my boat! Listen to me. When I say move, you move. Stay very low. You make one noise and... Are you listening? I press the binoculars into my eye sockets to shut her out. Former's forward hatch is closed. Her stern's facing away, but I think the companionway is open behind the wreck's spray hood. She's at anchor, but drifting, like she's on a long chain. Her sails crumpled as if they were just dropped. The predator who'd caught her faces the opposite way towards the cruise ship. Cells reefed and under covers, fenders tied on between her and Fulmer. 
Both decks are empty. Oida, spinst du? Wake up! They will find us. We cannot stay here. There are bodies floating in the water. I swing the binoculars back on Fulmer. Scan the narrow windows of my family home. They must be there. They have to be. I strain my eyes, looking for blood marks. Please, sir. I look to the top of the open companionway. The windows again. Please. Please. An icy cold jolt savages me. Someone steps up into the cockpit. It's an adult. And they're not Sam. Hey, I will leave you. Do you understand? You hear? The edges of my vision cloud as I focus on this stranger. On my family's boat. Heart thumping so loud it feels like it will crack through my ribcage. The sickening churning of my stomach giving way to a burning that seeps through to every fibre of my being. They touch the helm as they move past. Rest a heavy hand on the backstay as they look off towards the ship. The wasting, the bodies in the water. Then awkwardly, like they're injured, they step up above the spot they'd rescued Sam from in the storm and take a piss. Another man steps out from below deck. He seems more agitated than the other, constantly swiveling his head in every direction, but always bringing it back to the open companionway like he's looking at something. The burning within me overtakes the pain in my arm, ribs, and head shuts down the panic and despair and twists the rage into something else. Something I don't recognize. There is nothing in this moment but these men. And one thought, that I'm going to do immense harm to them. It isn't a chest-beating idle threat or a juvenile man thing to make myself feel better. It is an all-encompassing, frightfully powerful thought that I never thought capable of until this moment. Nothing will stop me from getting to them. Voidrottel, you're on your own. Kill them. Bist du deppert, Hoida? Kill them. The wasting will hear. Take your hand off. Let go of the gun. The seething, unblinking eyes are locked on my own. Give me the gun. Or I will take it from you. I'll slit your throat. That is my boat. Let go. They could be raping my family. Stop shouting. Shut up. Lena rolls sideways, attempting to make herself flutter against the ground to hide the child on her back. She keeps one hand on the rifle, but is forced to take the other off. <gasps> I wrench the barrel towards me, dragging her as she keeps hold. She slams her other hand back on me and digs her knees into the dirt. Both of us keep pressure on the rifle. Panic and fury flashing across her face. Then desperation. My burning arm shakes as I try to inch the rifle towards me. Ribs jabbing under the strain. Frosty spikes of pain from my anchoring broken arm. Fight for them. Don't just accept it. Lena's bloodshot eyes glare into mine. Face reddening, mouth contorting. 
She again tries to awkwardly twist herself to get the boy lower to the ground, but this time, without releasing either hand, he looks to her, but her grip remains constant. Suddenly I see the small pale face peeping over her shoulder, his short, sharp breaths, wide eyes staring at me with such terror. Gently, I ease my fingers on the barrel, slowly release the rifle to her. stench burns my senses, an overpowering, musky decay polluted with urine, shit, and sickly sweetness. It's so close. Lena silently lifts her index finger just above her shoulder and twitches it twice. The boy immediately pulls his mask up, then buries his head in his mother's back, covering his ears. Though Lena's eyes glare at me, she struggles to get her shaking hand to grip the rifle bolt her mask moving rapidly with her breath. Shit, shit, shit! I blink and see the cracked earth close up. Dark specks of my blood. An explosion of pain from my left eye which is struggling to focus. Something hard slams into my ribs. I nearly pass out. Focus. See it's Lena's foot. The wasting on top of her. The metal rifle barrel clamped sideways in its mouth as it shatters its teeth against her. At first I think it's my ears. Lena doesn't cry out, scream in pain, or even yell for help. Her arms shaking with the strain of keeping this thing from savaging her. One of the wasting's arms uselessly flaps and twitches by its side. The leathery skin and muscle just below its elbow stretched with shards of yellow bone piercing through it. Its other arm too looks slightly crooked, but the strands of muscle force it to claw out and push down against the gun. It slams its fist into her face, her nose exploding under her mask, blood splattering up into her eyes. The shock makes her twist the rifle in its mouth. Its jaw cracks and dislocates, its useless bloated tongue flapping aimlessly. She still doesn't cry out, kicking out blindly, choking, the wasting pressing a bony knee down into her gut and throwing all its weight down. Swipes her hard across the face, punches her head again. The boy, he can't breathe. It's crushing him between her and the ground. I throw the binoculars at its head, miss, stagger to my feet, punch it, again in the side of the head. It doesn't even flinch. Lena and Leo's face are going purple, the veins in the head about to burst through their skin. They can't breathe! I throw my arm around its neck and squeeze, throwing my weight backwards to try and pull it off. Its broken jaw shifts and clicks. I quickly look off to the side. More must be coming. They'll know. They'll know. All of them. I fight to hold in the scream. Knees buckling. I'd hit my broken arm. It pulls free, cracks its elbow into my face. It's on me! Shit! Shit! I fumble to fight its arm away. Block its blows. Oh my god! No! I frantically look for Lena. She's on her hands and knees, masked down and spitting blood. Look back into the face of the wasting. Its flaky skin, blistered, 
and peeling on its skull, fuzzy mold stretching round its right eye socket to its nose. Oh my god! Oh my god, she's going to leave me! The wasting cracks my head. I'm on Fulmer. In the cockpit. With the wasting from the lifeboat bellowing and bringing its fist down. And down. I'm in Fulmer's saloon. The pirate's kicking and punching Sam. Ripping her pants. Holding her down. She's screaming. Uh, Pen. Pen. Penny's lying motionless by her feet, blood pulling around her head. Ariete's screaming as she's dragged by her hair to the forward cabin. The wasting's over me again, beating and punching. The attack suddenly stops. It's staring at Lena, who's trying to limp away. She sees, swings her rifle into its face. It staggers. Right eye socket crushed. It makes for her. She slams the stock into its face again. It stumbles, dropping to a knee. She aims a rifle at its head, hesitates. Clearing blood from her eyes and shooting a look towards the infested bay hidden behind plants and the dip in the earth. The wasting flexes its tongue in its jawless mouth, foam and strings of saliva dripping from the opening of its throat. It tries to stand again. I don't think. I just reach and grab its ankles, stopping it. It looks back at me, Lena rubbing the stock into the top of its skull. It drops. She stands over it, bringing the stock down over its face repeatedly. I look away as its face splits and begins to cave in. I crawl towards the cliff edge to peer down at Fulmer. The men have disappeared from the deck. My stomach lurches, and then my heart freezes. The wasting. Every single one of them are looking this way. They know. Leo, Leo, bist du verletzt? Drück meine Hand, wenn es okay ist. Okay. Ganz leise bleiben. Wir müssen gehen. Schnell. Greif da nicht ins Gesicht. They don't scream, wow, or make any kind of signal to each other. They just all start moving. Those in the water start sprinting back towards the cliffs. The balconies and decks of the cruise ship clear as wasting disappear into its interior. More appear on the rock face behind the ship, and those already on it increase their pace. And the wasting on the cliff tops start running. They're coming. All of them. No. Nowhere to hide. Hide. Can't hide. Lena's slower. I taste blood. I look back, try to make sense of the jarring, shaky image. I can't see. Are they there? How many? Shit. Come on, move. Get away from where they saw you, faster! We run diagonally towards the trees, downhill, barreling through thorny bushes that rake our skin and snag our clothes. Long grasses trying to snare our feet from under us. Nina's pulling her head. Oh, fuck. Stay with her. How close are they? Oh, come on. Move! 
move! Lena doesn't look back, doesn't wait. She isn't running with me, I'm running with her. My back prickles like any minute I'm going to feel the heavy impact. By now the first must be at the cliffs where we were. Unless, unless they're coming straight at us. They just know. It knew I was under the car. It knew we were there on the cliffs. You can't hide from them. Movement, fast. Lena, shout, Warner. No breath, shit, fuck, speak, stop. Lena! One cuts in front of her. She stumbles wildly, fights for balance, fumbles with her rifle, drops hard on her knees and side, flips round, aims at the pack of mangy dogs sprinting away, then scrambles to position herself at the base of the thin tree, back to where they ran from. I immediately buckle my legs and slam into the floor behind the fallen tree. Her fingers grip the rifle tightly, pressing her forehead against the barrel. Her head tremors. The pain breaks through the panic. My lungs are an inferno. I can't suck down air fast enough. I'm too loud. Quiet. Shut up. In the dirt, by my head, I focus on a bright pink hair clip. A pastel blue heart stuck to it with the faded picture of a cartoon princess. My arm and legs viciously spasm with conflicting thoughts. Run, dig, hide, bury yourself. They're gonna know. They're gonna find us. I'm a few yards from Lena. Lena's straining from the effort of twisting her injured body into the narrow shadow of a tree. The boy claws at the back of Lena's hair. She offers her hand and he grasps it. She's crying. I desperately want to get to them. To save them. I've done this. I've done this to them. The stench of the wasting chokes the air. I cover my mouth and nose with my arm. Lena tentatively slides her mask up and grips harder on her son's hand. He pushes his face into the back of her neck. I see flashes of the young mum in the grey coat from the night we fled. The one I thank God Harry didn't see. Polka dot nappy bag over her shoulder. The newborn in the green sling, strapped to her chest, tiny hands, poking out with a yellow wooden hat. <laughs> and I see it. Oh, her, desperately trying to fold herself around her baby as they... as they... <laughs> and I didn't do anything. I just let it happen. And even... And even when they... She tried, she... <laughs> if, if I, uh, if I step out, they'll, um, yeah, and Lena could, um... <laughs>
I try to hold on to the good images of Samantha, Arietti, and Penny in my head. Yes. Yes. Let that be your last thought. But the twisted images of what the pirates might have done to them invades. Oh, oh God. I dig the fingers of my one working hand into the dirt. And toes bracing. My whole body is cold. I force my eyes onto the frightened forms of Leo and Lena. And I know. I know that I'm going to die. But I need to save them. always know. Something's wrong. They'll be coming back. We have to get out of here. I look to Lena. She's pointed the rifle straight at me. I start to move my arm, but she leaps to her feet, head darting to check for wasting before locking back on me. I hold up a hand, look into her eyes. In the brow of the hill, I'd run back into another belt of abandoned belongings, cars, leathery bodies, and lost Lena. Lena? face snarls like I've just threatened her son, like she'll now draw the blade slower across my neck. And then she realises, head whipping round to where he stood nervously, watching by the side of the car that had ploughed into the back of another. Was tust du? Du bewegst ihn nicht. Niemals. Du bleibst, wo ich sag. Geh zurück ins Auto. The boy fidgets, fingers screwing into fists over and over again, then repeatedly picking at his palms. He stands like he's being electrocuted. His eyes, the same colour as Lena's, nervously flicker from me to his mother's hand with the knife. Schau ihn nicht an! Mach, was ich gesagt hab! Und geh zurück ins... Halt dir die Ohren zu! Not in front of... Shut up! Leo! We can get to the boat. I said shut up! I, sh I shouldn't have grabbed the gun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I was wrong. But I... 
I'm desperate because those men, my, my wife, my, my young girls, I'm supposed to protect them. I, I, do you understand? Do, do you understand what you almost did to him? I, no, uh, no, he, he is my only reason. Everything. Y- you, you're dangerous, selfish, another liar, and still you follow us. The boat, the boat is there. Get out, You're looking for a way out, and, it, and it's still there. They are raving. The boy shudders like he's been slapped. Nina's head swivels in panic, like she's surprised herself and is afraid they'll have heard. Panic and shame flicker across her face, and then it hardens as she looks into my own, the sharp edge of the knife slicing through top layers of skin. Bitte, bitte schau weg und halte die Ohren zu. Bitte. Slowly, the boy starts to raise his hands, the oversized sleeves of his t-shirt sliding up his stick-like arms, feet shuffling round in Velcro trainers that were falling apart and had stitched pink and green flowers on them. His back is facing us. His fingers clamped down on the sides of his head, covering his ears. <laughs> Lena's damaged face melts into expressionlessness. Her greenish blue eyes fractured by cracks of red. Dull. What muscle she has on her own scrawny arm is tensed up through her skin. One quick flick. She'll slice through arteries, veins and vocal cords. I won't be able to speak, choking on my blood as I bleed out. Never holding them again. Left to rot and be eaten by animals, and no one will ever know. I should have saved them. drops to a knee, gesturing for him to slow his breathing down, wiping the sweat from his brow whilst constantly flicking her head towards me and the trees behind. Atmen. Alles okay. Aber wir müssen uns jetzt verstecken, ja? She quickly stands and backs away cautiously with him, knife still threatening. Hide somewhere. Not near us. I don't question it. I just haul myself up and try the car near me. It's damaged and won't open. Pancake between a tree and the car behind. Doesn't matter anyway. Through its broken windows, I see the suitcases and junk in the back slammed into the front seats, pushing them forward into the dash. I didn't see them at first, but the driver's still there. Or at least his lower half. His cracked ribcage and part of his arm is poking out between the seat and the deflated airbag. <laughs> Lynn is already closing the door on a grey estate car with a buckled front wheel. Smashed bonnet and dented panels, but its windows are intact. I turn to the saloon that had ploughed into this one. Large windows and panoramic roof shattered. Driver and passenger door wide open, along with one of the rear ones which seemed bent on its hinges. I rush to the rear where the boots ajar and force open the broken electric tailgate. Shit. Drag out one of the suitcases. Get it. Get in. In. I scratch to find the handle. Close it! They're coming! Close! Shit! Don't let it close fully! 
Don't get stuck again. I wedged the tips of my fingers in the gap to prevent it catching, letting a thin sliver of light into the small metallic box. My fingers are crushed! Please don't be broken. Please. It feels like one of them banged into the car. The lid had slammed. I let in a little more light to check my fingertips are still there. The pain turns into tingling feeling that's starting to numb. Do they look crooked? Breathe through it. Breathe. My ears strain. Is that Lena? Or, or is it one of them? Are they opening cars? My heart explodes. The space suddenly feeling stuffy and cramped. It's hard to breathe. There's no way out. She stood outside her car, sweeping the surrounding with her gun. Leo struggles to climb out to stand behind her. She rests her aim on me. I don't know how you survived here. I don't... And I... I don't know what it's normally like, but this area feels infested. You, You need to get out of here. The challenge is out there. Just as life-threatening, but they are different to this. Help me, help me, and I can, I can help you. She makes no movement that she's even heard me, but the boy looks from me to her. I will, I will give you everything I have. Everything. You could take the other boat, or former, or anything, but you have to help. We have to stop those men. Again, she doesn't move. Then she shoulders the rifle and kneels down to speak softly to the boy. She's going to leave. Shh! They will hear! Stop making noise, you fucking idiot! I think my fingers are broken. You think I care? I can't... I can't retake former like this. I... I need your help. Please, the boat is right there. Right there. I don't understand. You've been walking through Europe looking for a boat and it's right there. Keep your voice down. She checks this around. The only reason you're still breathing is they would have stopped on a fresh kill. But follow me again and I will end your life. No, Sam, Sam. That's my wife's name. Schau ihn nicht an. I raised him penny on my daughter's. It's about his age with soft blondish brown. Du, du hast ja keine Ahnung. Einfach wegzugehen. Und, und zu wissen. Wissen, was sie durchmachen. Und. Hilflos und, und so wütend, weil man nichts tun kann, um es zu stoppen. Weil, weil ich weiß, ich weiß, was sie durchmachen. She pulls a rifle across her body with one hand. 
looking off to the floor by the side of me. Lips pressed tightly together as she blinks quickly. Her attention is caught by Leo, taking hold of her fingers with her limp hand. She forces a smile, but the edges of her mouth wobble, her eyes and brow twitching as she fights some internal struggle until finally it melts away and her face becomes still. She raises her gaze back to me. Just leave us alone. I watch her back. The boy turns his head to look back at me as he walks by her side. Schau nach vor. He looks ahead. I close my eyes tightly. I see flashes of Penny. Giggling. Her beautiful brown eyes looking into mine. She bops my nose and presses my cheeks to blow raspberries. And then I see her lifeless form on Fulmer's saloon floor. She turns back, breathing quickly with her knife drawn. I can't decide if it's anger or terror on her face, or both. I feel guilt, but then the images of Penn, Sam and Ari flash up again, and my injuries twinge. You know what those men are doing to them. In front. I don't care how injured you are, you fucking move. And I swear to God, you turn around or make a noise. I open my mouth to interrupt. We should be fighting back to the boat, not heading further inland. I leave you. I'm not going to argue with you here. You either do as I say, or you stay. Love. I think the body can only handle so much trauma in one go. Even though my heart's racing, the adrenaline no longer seems to be dulling the injuries. Every movement feels like a sledgehammer. But our pace is like a snail. Constantly having to stop, hide, don't breathe, pray. Why don't they see us? Lena's careful to keep her distance. Always keeping me in front of her. I feel every step we make. Not because of injury, but because we're walking away from them. The girls. Sam. Every moment we spend here. The images of Sam screaming as they hold her down hit me again. Ariete calling out for me as they... As they... It takes... Everything not to turn on Lena. Force the gun from this stubborn, stupid, cold, robotic woman. The boat is right there. Fuck. She walked from Austria and now she won't? Or did she, did she really do what she said she did? Is she full of shit? No, no. You're thinking crazy. It's the grief. It's the grief. No, it's not the grief. They're still alive, don't think like that! I try to flex my fingers as we cross into a field of long grass. Oh, they're stiff, but not nearly as painful as my arm or ribs. It's 
especially when the stomach-churning smell of decay and death makes us raise our masks and crawl. We can't see them. But they must be close. I think they're in here with us. It takes a long time to get out of that field. Alles gut. Da ist niemand hier. Aber bleib schön bei mir. We're alone. She writes and drags a wooden dresser that had been toppled. It had cracked one of the sandy-coloured kitchen flagstones. She braces it up against the door to the rest of the single-storey stone-walled house, then checks the small kitchen window. My boot scrapes on charred bits of wood and ash. Someone had started a fire in the middle of the floor. Drawers had been ripped from their once crisp units. Cupboard doors left open on empty shelves. The knife block is empty. Even most of the pans are gone. And on the white walls, someone had scratched Portuguese words and names. Some added by a different hand looked to be French. But above that was one of those canvas photos. Two young women, maybe early, mid-twenties, stare back at me from some snowy place, one in a cream-coloured woolen hat with matching scarf and light green coat, laughing as she clings onto the back of the other woman in the lilac coat with thin round glasses in front of smiling eyes. This was someone's home. We are in security. Hast du gesehen, dass ich das ganze Haus kontrolliert habe? Uh, no wasting. Safe. All locked in. We stay here tonight. We have to turn back now. We're not going out in the dark. It's not dark. She kneels down by the boy, taking a sliver of soap from her pack and foaming it in her hands with some water from her canteen, fingers raking the soap between those on her other hand, around her thumbs, palms, back of her hands and wrists, and raising her own mask over her smashed nose and swollen face, she washes the boys. We don't have time. We need to go. Das ist jetzt sehr wichtig. Bist du sicher, dass die Wasting deine Haut nicht berührt haben? Nein? Gut. Don't ignore me. She doesn't break her concentration, delicately checking the boy over carefully for any new cuts or scrapes. Keine Schnitte. Alles gut. Du hast die Maske aufgehabt, gell? Sicher nichts berührt? Nicht schwindeln? Gut. She starts pulling spare clothes from her pack, pausing on a pair of her own jeans, her head inching in my direction for a second, and she quickly puts them back and leaves Leo's clothes out. We cannot stay here. You want to leave? Go. They could go back out to sea. We'll lose them. Again, she doesn't respond. I grit my teeth, curling my damaged fist into a ball so the pain suppresses everything. Don't lose it with her. You do, and that's it. The boy watches me warily. She speaks softly, but lets him struggle to change himself, positioning her body in front of his to keep an accusing eye on me. I pull in a heavy breath, ignore the protest from my ribs, and let it out slow, turning away. Light spills around the sides of the olive green blind. It casts a long beam across the counter. 
The sun's low in the sky, its dusky soft light picking out finger marks in the flecks of ash on the countertop. Someone had doodled swirls over and over again, and a smiley face. I glance back, and she's making him throw his old clothes in a far corner, like they're ditching them. Are you done? I'm checking my son hasn't been infected because of you. Is he okay? Do you care? My daughters are probably being raped on a boat that could leave any minute. Do you care? It's hard to tell if she does. But there's the slightest hesitation in her movements. Why bring me with you if you have no intention of going for a boat? Not now. Yes, now! There is no later! What are you doing? You walked for two years looking for a fucking boat that sat right there. In front of hundreds of wasting with a crew of rapists and killers on it. You've got a gun! I'm not a fucking sniper! We have to try! Stop shouting, the wasting are still out there! I pace the edge of the room, taking deep breaths. Look. Look. I'm sorry I grabbed the gun. I'm sorry for what happened. I wasn't thinking about you or your son, and I am ashamed of that. You nearly killed us. And I saved you. <laughs> Excuse me? When it was on you, I pulled it off. I could have just ran and left you to die, but I didn't. Oh, so you think I owe you? No, that, that's... You that's not... arrogant shit. I should have let you die. I didn't mean that. Stay over there. What do you think I'm going to do? Look at me. Do you trust me? What? Do you trust me? Honestly? Yes. No. I don't think you give a shit about anyone else. You have no fucking clue what's going on in my head right now. I'm seeing everything those bastards are doing. Do you have any idea what that's like? It is fucking torture. You imagine someone doing that to your kid and not being able to do anything about it. <laughs> Arietti's reddish brown hair sticks to her tear-stained face. She tries to pull the bedsheets around herself. They rip them from her like it's some game. Getting off on her fear, her panic, her trauma. She means nothing. She isn't a person to them. The baby girl I saw take her first breath. The one who made me smile every time she squeaked with joy. When she found a snail in the garden as a toddler. The girl I hugged after a rubbish day at school. The girl, whose, the girl whose face lit up with wonder and possibilities when I took her to the science museum. She is an Arietti to them. She's none of those things. She is no one. A piece of meat. Arietti tries to get out through the forward hatch. They pull the button down. I can't stop them. I, I can't make it stop them. And I hear them. I, I hear them screaming for me and I can't get to them and that's all I see. And you, you, you just stand there like it's nothing. Like I should just ignore it, turn away, crawl away. There's no point. 
kill my family? What is wrong with you? Why can't you understand? She keeps her distance, glancing down at Leo, who stands close behind her, watching me with the same horrifically vacant expression as her. I feel like I'm going mad. Why don't they feel what I feel? Geh darüber. Es ist okay. Mama ist da. Er ist nur traurig. Er ist nicht sauer auf dich. She ushers him back to the other side of the room where he continues to watch. She stays where she is, but crouching down with a sharp intake of breath, so she is level with me in my collapsed state against the cabinet. We cannot help them. We can. No, we can't. They... They're already... Don't you dare! But they are. And I'm sorry. Stop talking! They're gone. Shut up! You shut up! You don't know! You don't know! You don't! They... They could be fine! Right. Neither of us know. Neither of us saw it. It's just in my head. Maybe... Maybe... Maybe we're helping them. Or... Or, um... Maybe... Shit... I feel like I'm going to pass out. Oh, I feel sick. You're having a panic attack. Shut up. Don't pretend. Stop looking at me like that. You need to calm down. Stop telling me what to do. I strain my ribs and knock my broken arm. Lena immediately jumps up and backs off. The knife in her hand, she looks to the boy. Es ist okay. Er ist nicht böse auf uns. Er hat jemanden verloren. Es ist okay. Jake, I really need you to calm down. Jack. What? Jack. Not Jake. Jack, I know you are hurting, but I really need you to lower your voice and be calm in front of Leo, yeah? Can you do that for me? For you? Why don't you step out for a minute? Jack. I need to change my clothes. Can you step out? I need you to move the dresser. Step back. Find another room in the house. You barricade yourself in. Are you going to do something stupid? You don't really want me in there. Kill yourself and the wasting will come. Leave the house and you get infected. You lead them to us. Wasting don't remember. <laughs> they remember. Come on, I want to shut the door. Go over to the other side. Du bist mir, Schatzi. Ich pass auf. 
She sits on the opposite side of the room, Leo's head resting on her stomach. She softly strokes his hair. He blinks, slowly, but refuses to close his eyes. Instead, he keeps them on me. I look at the rifle across Lena's lap. Somehow, I don't think she's just keeping it so close because of the wasting screaming outside. They don't remember. I said the wasting. I heard what you said. They're brain damaged. Person's gone. Leo tightens his grip on Lena. She presses her lips to the top of his head trying to soothe him. But her grip tightens on the gun. And her eyes watch for shadows at the window. Die können uns nicht finden. Die können nicht rein. What are you telling him? A lie. She keeps her gaze on the drawn window. Is this what it's like? How old is he? Just be quiet. Every sound in the silence sounds deafeningly loud. And in the quiet, my head goes back to the horrors of bored former. <laughs> they can't remember. Why do you keep saying that? Because they can't. Are you you're an expert now? You could have left me. They don't remember, so you could have. Why didn't you just outrun me? Why? I should have. You're evil. I stare straight ahead, but see her raise her head to me. I could have gone back. I would have gone back, but... But I thought you would help me. So I... But I should have stayed. I should have swum out there with a rock and caved their heads in. I should have tried. Weak. Coward. They were already gone. Don't. Just... Don't. You don't feel it. You don't feel anything. You've no idea what this is like. What I'm seeing in my head. <laughs> I can't shake the thoughts about what they went through. How scared they were. The moment they knew what was going to happen. How long they lived with that terror whilst they... <laughs> and then how alone they were at the end. They died for nothing. Absolutely nothing. I should have been there. I wasn't there when I needed to be. I should have stopped it. I should have stopped I do feel it. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> then why didn't you help? You're a woman with a kid, and you knew what they were doing. We didn't even try. I keep thinking about all the things. If I'd have got the wasting off the boat immediately, if I'd have taken a different course in the storm, if I have never stopped at that fucking nightmare calypso, it's my fault. It's my fault. Samantha. My Sam. I see your sweet face, but can't hold you. I should have kept you safe. I wasn't there when I needed to be. 
My whole body aches to wrap my arms around you. Feel your warmth. Your heart beating against my chest. Hear your voice telling me your thoughts. Knowing you are with me. You are so, so beautiful in every single way. And you deserved so much more. You all did. I lost our girls. I lost our babies. I know you're hurting, but you really have to be quiet. The frenzy is calming, so the wasting are going to be thinking clearer. You must be quiet. Please, just kill me. Listen to me. What happened was cruel and so incredibly unfair. But you're scaring Leo. I can't just... I can't shut it off like you can. You have to. You have to bury it right now. Bury it? Are you for real? That's such a dangerous thing to say. You're not a nurse. How could you be a nurse and tell someone that? That's... That's... Fucking evil. Bury it. You're not human. You're just lashing out. Why wouldn't I? You lecture me about not thinking about Leo. And then you tell me to bury it when my kids... My kids are... I know. You're right. I, I, it didn't come out right. Look, let's just get through the night. That's what I meant. My wife and daughters suffered the most horrendous, perverse things before the end. They didn't just physically kill them. They took everything from them. Degraded and humiliated. Didn't see them as human for what? What? That's the value they put on them. Why couldn't they just take the supplies or the boat? Why couldn't they have just killed them? And I'm, and I'm destroyed by that thought. What kind of fucked up thing is that to say? I don't even know. I don't even know if they're dead. They could still be suffering. And I'm sat here, useless, pathetic. Oh. Everything's just so fucking pointless now. Even if I somehow kill them, it won't change anything. It won't bring them back. I know. And I don't know what to feel. I've got this agonizing chasm where my family used to be and this hate and rage that I can't send anywhere. I'm just so fucking haunted by not knowing what happened to them. I see flashes of Sam screaming out as they... Ariete! I drove the palm of my one working hand repeatedly into my head to, to try and make the images stop. Just breathe. Don't pretend. Don't fake. You care. You just want me to shut up. You don't feel it. You're so broken by living here. You don't see people. You look at me like I'm weird. For feeling. Bury it. I've wasted so much time with you. 
I've missed my chance, and you don't know. You don't know what I'm seeing. Penny, my baby girl, and what Sam and Ariete went through before the end. The fucking torture. You don't know. I do know. I'm sorry. Why? You think it changes something? The tears in her snarling eyes shine in the dying night. Her skeleton fingers twitch on the rifle I tried to force from her. She quickly blinks and brushes her cheek. Are you going to say we're not all like that? No. Don't patronise me. I don't mean to. You have no idea how difficult it is just to sit here with you. Don't you dare say I don't understand what's going on in your head. You don't know what's going on in mine. You think that the apocalypse is bad for you. I don't have to imagine what your wife was thinking as the boat closed in. And and that shit was happening all around you before the wasting ever arrived. You don't know. I'm sorry. Stop saying that. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sorry that I don't know. Bad things have happened to everyone. She keeps her gaze in the opposite corner. Muscles twitching in her face as she fights an internal struggle. I want to say something. Do something. Anything to take that torment away from her. But I can't. And it's destroying. I didn't see it. Or I didn't want to. And the instinct to turn away is there. Because it's easier than being confronted by what I'm seeing. What these men have done. Delina, Samantha, Tarietti and Penny. I want to claw my face off. I don't want to look anything like them. But this isn't about me. I can move to a different room. Don't be stupid. I, I don't want you to. I don't... <laughs> I am not, I I just needed you to know that it wasn't easy to walk away either. I do feel it. All of it. All the time. It doesn't go away. It doesn't get any easier. It... Even if you bury it. (sighs) I get it. Why you grabbed the gun? I do. It wasn't right. No. No, it really wasn't. And you're still a shit for doing it. But I get the instinct. She tightens her arm around Leo, whose eyes are silently on me. I see flashes of their terror when I try to force the rifle from her. And I see the faces of Sam, Harry and... Pen echoed within them. 
How's your nose? Hurts. Are your fingers really broken? I don't know. I can... I can take a look in the light and... and at your arm. The screams of the wasting echo throughout the night. I don't sleep. Neither does Lena. It takes a long time for Leah to close his eyes. We don't really speak, which leaves us alone in the dark with our thoughts. There are moments when emotion becomes too much and I cry. And by the sound of it, it's the same for Lena. You want some water? How much is left? Take only sips. You both keep it. You collapse, I'm not carrying you. <laughs> Where do you want to go from here? I I don't know. You two go on. I'll stay here. Don't. Don't do that. It's easy to do that. I wish I had your strength. I follow her eyes up to the small window with the drawn blind. The dim morning's light is punching through it, apart from a dark shape in the middle. A shape that wasn't there when the sun went down. The outline of a person. They found us. I start to transfer weight to rise up. Lena reaches out a hand to stop me. She shakes her head. We both stare at the silhouette. I turn to her for instruction, but she looks pale. She lays a hand carefully on Neo's shoulder, who immediately shudders and opens his eyes in terror, but remains perfectly still. The figure doesn't move, its head slightly cocked to one side. I look to the barricaded kitchen door. At walls, how many are behind them? They're inside. I look again at Lena for instruction. She's silently easing Leo off her. She starts to gently twist herself round to aim the rifle at the closed door. But as she readjusts her feet, they catch a lump of ash on the floor. She closes her eyes. Our heads swing to the window. The silhouette is gone. It barrels through the door. Lena's firing off rounds, bits of its rotten shoulder and neck exploding off. It stumbles, corrects, lunges forward. Screeching, it slams the barrel down, its blue blouse jabbing as another bullet tears through its torso. It doesn't even slow. My damaged fingers clamp on the back of Leo's oversized T-shirt and yank him across the floor. Lena desperately keeps her hand on the rifle as she slammed up into the stone wall, air bursting from her lungs, the canvas photo crashing to the floor, her knife tip embedded in the wasting's forehead. Lena drops the rifle, her arms shaking and eyes bulging above her mask as she throws everything she has behind the blade to keep its teeth from reaching her. The wasting clamping onto one of her wrists and digging the fingers of its other hand into her neck is going to tear her throat out. I don't know how it's in my hand, but it is. And I slam the empty wooden knife block into the back of its skull. Again and again, driving its head onto the blade. I pull Lena back as the creature spasms and fits, violently crashing around on the floor as it tries to control its limbs. Scheiße! Oh, oh, it, um, 
He's okay. Okay. Meg! My... Is it... Cut? No. Okay, Jess. I... I don't know about that one. Um, you... You have to... Watch me. For any signs now, yeah? You hear me? I hear you. I hear you. Keep... Keep Leo closer to you. Uh, until... Uh, until I know. I, I'll tell him to stay closer to you. You, you understand? Uh, Jack! I understand. Uh, we... Uh, uh, we need to move. Quick! Uh, uh, We're both now in such tremendous pain. Our feet struggling to propel us forward. I taste blood. We have to get away from the house. We need to go faster. They'll all be coming now. Leo's small hand is on my own. It means my broken arm jostles and jolts more, but he's the most important. He keeps looking to his mother, though. Even with her mask raised, the agony on Lena's face at keeping Leo distant. Her conflicting emotions of seeing me with him must be hell. What she must be feeling right now. We don't look behind. We just run and run. And then we enter the field of long grass. The smell of wasting suddenly hits. Stop, stop! My head, my head whips around in all directions at the seemingly empty field. The soft breeze brushing gently in rippling waves across the tops of the... Shh. She can't smell them through her mask and broken nose. I envy her. Leo's hand digs into mine, sending spikes of pain up my arm, but I don't shake him off. Lena sees him raise his mask. She adjusts the grip of her rifle. And then I see a figure standing to our left. A woman. Wisps of her long jet black hair fluttering in the wind. She looks almost normal. Not twitching, or mutilated, or outwardly rotting. Her eyes are fixed on us. The corners of her mouth flicker up with a crooked smile, and her lips part. A man stands up next to her, the skin on his face hanging off in great clumps complete with facial hair, stringy muscle exposed with speckles of white fat and that black tar-like ooze. His arms are blistered, another next to him, Rotten to the point bone is poking through their tearing, dried-out, leathery skin. I hear movement behind us. Two equally decomposing wasting have arisen. Two on our right. Three on our left. Tell Leo that if they attack, to run to the trees and not look back. When they have to then Los and Jack are handless and laugh to the bäumen. Du bleibst nicht stehen. Du rennst bis nimmer kannst. I limp forward, slowly, and stop. The wasting haven't moved. I suddenly realize they're all looking at Lena. Or more specifically, the rifle in her hands. They know what it is. Oh my god. They remember. I take another step forward. And they start walking parallel to us. No, not parallel. They're gently drifting in closer to us. 
tell Leo to walk ahead. Geh vor, Leo. Mach dich bereit zum Laufen. The Wasting glance forward at Leo and bring their attention back to Lena. Do you have another knife? In, in the bottom of my pack. Shit. Tell Leo to walk faster. Geh schneller, Leo. Again, the Wasting look forward to him and back. The woman's head twitching, a mouth contorting like she's irritated by it. Shoot the woman first. Don't miss. She keeps looking at Leo. Thank you. No. Thank you. For everything. Yeah. Thank you. Now, tell Leo to run. He's going for Leo! Leo, what the? What the? Get off me! Lena! Stop, Leo! We're both really bad, but the sound forces us to stand with the help of the other. We both struggle to walk, to breathe. Leo! Bitte komm zurück! Bitte! Verlass mich! Bitte, Leo, komm! We'll find him! Oh God, no! Wir haben verloren! Wir haben verloren! Hey! Hey! Look at me! Right? with it, yeah? He'll be at the cars. Hiding. Oh God, you're I know, I know, but we can't move without the other, so... We eventually reach the cars we hid in, but he's not there. I start to panic too, but try and hide it. I told him to keep running. Shit, I told him. But if he's running, he's safe, yeah? He's smart like you, so he'll be okay. Come on. Come on. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. The knot in my stomach grows the further we go without seeing him. In my body, bone feels like it's grinding on bone. But I don't want to stop. Lena definitely doesn't. And then we're at the cliffs. And there's the smell of smoke and burning. Something's on fire. We should go back into the woods. Will you not have gone to a beach? Or somewhere else you stayed? No! Come on, we have to move faster. No, no, we we need to think. That's gunfire. That's not Leo. No, that's Arietti.
Jack was played by Johnny Dispenner. Lena was played by Ricardo Ruff. Penny was played by Eva Stacy. Arietti was played by Tina Marquitalo. Producer, Lizeth Ramirez. Written and directed by Matt Stacy. Production coordinator, Becky Stacy. Music and sound design by Samar Benepal. <laughs>